Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is our next episode of Trash Talking Tuesday. Jimmy, Tuesday. welcome back, Jimmy. Yeah, here we are. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, What's going on? Well, you know how we always talk about, or, you know, well, I, I can't say we always talk about because I don't think we've really talked about it, but uh, the narrative is... What haven't we talked about? Well, this? I know, but the narrative, <laughs> the narrative always is that... Uh, you know, big companies um, and, you know, billionaires and big companies are the bad guy, right? They they don't fucking support their people, their workers. You know, their workers basically, basically the narrative is always that it's slave labor no matter who you work for. Yeah, that is the narrative. Uh, yeah, we don't say that. No, yeah. no. Uh, and that's why, that's why I changed it. Yeah. Well, I have a story that I think, at least in this company's case, 100 percent goes with that narrative. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's uh, gonna happen. Yeah, I think I think with a lot of the leftist fringe arguments or arguments about that stuff, there's a lot of fringe cases sure. where that that is the exception, but not the rule. And right. they they make it sound like the rule, but right. um, but yeah, of course we haven't we have an exception. <laughs> we have an exception, and this one this one's like to the extreme. So whatever you could think of as possibly being an employer idea company's extreme ideology on how well or how unwell they're going to treat their workers. Yeah. Uh, this, this is the ultimate. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to do my best to counter counter the argument, push back and make sure that they are evil, greedy scum. <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, it's interesting. Uh, well, I'll tell you the story. And then I don't know if it's really about, I can't tell. I can't determine based on the facts whether or not it's greed driven, yeah. or just fucking laziness driven. Okay. So we'll we'll see. I'll let you make your your decision on that. Uh, and I want to make sure that I get the fucking company right because uh, these bastards need to be put on blast. Even though this happened last year. So Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. Yeah. No. So uh, down in Trin Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. Okay. There's a company called. Pariah Fuel Trading Company. Okay. It's actually, I think it's actually a U.S. owned hmm. company, but operating down there. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I, I, I think I read somewhere that it is, it is either a U.S. owned or a subsidiary of a U.S. owned. Well, yeah, I was going to say it gets really weird with talking about companies because as they get bigger right. you know they're always owned by something like even google is not right like most people don't even know that google is a subsidiary of alphabet or whatever you know or uh, i don't even know how it's exactly broken up but like yeah it's not uh, its it, own it gets, google isn't really its own company right so it's like 20 different companies yeah yeah <laughs> whatever so anyway uh I, i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to compact this uh into the shortest time frame possible well, not excluding any important okay. uh, parts of it. So they have these uh, pipelines, mm -hmm. okay, that run from just offshore, 12, uh, 60 feet below the surface of the water, and 1,200 feet out to sea. Right. So they're U-shaped. They look like a giant U. So there's a pipe that goes down 60 feet, and then it goes out 1,200 feet, and then the pipe comes up. 
So just onshore, right? No, it's just offshore. Oh, well, well okay. That's where their platforms are or whatever. So, oh, I see what you're saying. So, the, the, so think of it this way. A ship pulls up to a dock out here where that pipe is. They hook onto that pipe. They pump their oil off the ship into the pipe right there. It goes through the 1200. And when it comes up on this end, that's where the people on shore connect to extract the oil to put into whatever processing it needs to go into gotcha. to process. The yeah, oil. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they have six of these, okay? Number six, it's called birth six. They haven't used in two years. Hmm. What they did was they took the end of it. Now, I think uh, these pipes are two and a half feet wide or mm -hmm. two and a half feet in circumference, I guess would be the right. Oh, diameter? Diameter, like, diameter, diameter. Yeah. The width, yeah. complete width of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what they did when they decided that they were going to weren't going to use this is they basically like winterized it. Right. Mm -hmm. So they, they put an inflatable cork right. basically in it, blew it up mm -hmm. and then submerged it mm -hmm. below the surface of the water on, so that it was out of the way of shipping lanes sure. and all that shit. And this is the end that's closest to the shore. Okay. Yep. Tracking. So they decide at some point that they're going to reopen birth six and start using it again. So the divers, the five divers, uh, go to work that morning. They get their orders. Hey, we need you to basically open <clears throat> birth six that's been closed for two years. Well, they have this thing called a habitat. Yeah. That they put, you know what those are? Yeah. Where they put it on top of, it's still underwater, but it's a breathable. Yeah. Uh, habitat for humans where they don't have to wear all their scuba gear and sure. shit. Yeah. Um, and they, so they can work on the pipe without having all, you know, hundred pounds of gear on somehow. And it's never, I don't think even to this day, it, it's really been figured out before everything was equalized. One of the divers deflated that have cork. Oh, yeah. Okay. The suction that occurred, uh, there's actually a video. One of the divers had a chest-worn camera on. Uh, it sucked them, all five divers, into this fucking pipe. So all the way down 60 feet and all the way till it was about three-quarters of the way across that 1,200-foot thing. And they're all in there, basically feet-to-head yeah five in a row in this fucking pipe that's so bad um, it, uh, yeah it's terrible it's terrible it's that's fucking so terrible. crazy yeah. so the guy who is closest to the direction that they just got sucked in from now they're all alive you can hear them all on on audio you can't oh see anything because it's pitch dark in there yeah but you can hear them and they're talking to each other and you know the one dude his name's chris by the way mm -hmm. uh he's closest to the end and he knows basically the only way we're fucking getting out of here is if I figure out a way to basically pull myself all the way back. 60 feet? Is it, well, you said something like that? Well, no, it's 60 oh. feet down. Oh, no. I yeah, how far in did they go? Three quarters of the way to 1,200 feet. So you're talking, what, 900 feet? Oh, my gosh. Three quarters of the way? Yeah. I was thinking 60 feet was a lot. No. So shimmy yourself. No, 900 feet in a pipe that size. And, of course, they're injured. Because the suction, yeah. I think they said the suction took them at like 1,500 feet per second. Well, right, because <laughs> you, I mean, you would think if they were getting pulled, they could really just try to like 
wedge themselves against the outer edge. With that kind of pressure? No, that's what I'm saying. Like if it <laughs> if it wasn't that severe of right. pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying it must have been yeah, it was. that extreme pressure. It was like fifteen hundred <laughs> it was like fifteen hundred foot pounds a second. And it has to be painful. <laughs> yeah. Oh the human God. body's made to take fifty pounds of pressure. Oh my god. Fifty foot pounds of pressure a second. Like that's like the max. And this is like fifteen hundred. But because they weren't like you know, there's another end to it. So it's not like it it's not like the implosion thing with uh, where you got a high pressure and low pressure, I don't think. I mean, so obviously it wasn't that because it didn't just dis- disintegrate them. Right. So anyway, they're stuck there. And this guy, Chris, says, the only way we fucking get out of here is if I figure out a way to shimmy my way back all the way down this fucking pipe, not knowing whether that pipe between me and there is completely flooded and I'm going to drown mm-hmm. on the way out. That's a terrible So he and the other guy right next to him, Faisal, is the other guy's name. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck it, we're doing it. The other three are in complete fucking panic mode. They're like, they're like, we're not fucking going anywhere. We're in an air pocket. We're not fucking leaving. Mm. They'll come get us. That's true. I guess I can see that logic because you don't want any, you don't want that pipe to break. As soon, if that pipe breaks anywhere. Well, you're only 60 feet down. You can swim to the surface. No, but if well, it just cracks. Yeah, that's like, true. If yeah. it breaks, you're, I got you. You're, you can't. But Chris is like, no. He's like, that shit ain't going to happen. Yeah. He's like, because one, they don't know where the fuck we are. Uh, you know, it's just there's too many variables that they're not going to be they're not going to know in time. And, you know, these air pockets are going to run out of oxygen at some point. So he's like, fuck it. So That's him and Fa- so him and Faisal start shimmying back down this pipe ba- so on their backs. Complete pitch black. It's a level. We're talking. It's a flat pipe. It's a, the, the bottom of the pipe is along the seabed. Yeah. So at least in that instance, you know, you can only go one of two directions. Mm-hmm. So they know that he, I, I guess he had, they had some sort of semblance that they went feet first into this pipe. So they know that they're he- heading back towards their head, but they can't turn around. It's no, too small. Nope. So they start going back through this pipe and sure enough, they come to a section that's completely fucking flooded. No way. So they have absolutely no idea how long that flooded section is, or if there is another air pocket between where they are and where they need to go. Chris says, fuck it. He goes, I'm going. Faisal's like, fuck you. I'm in an air pocket. I'm fucking staying. I think I would have to side with Faisal. Yeah. So Chris fucking takes a fucking breath, goes into the fucking water, Held his breath for a considerable amount of fucking yeah, time. I, I mean, yeah, you can only shoot me. Came out the other side, right at the bend going up in an air pocket. Right at the bend going up. How how far up was it from there? Well, so that 60 feet. So he's in an air pocket. <laughs> oh, my God. They went down 60 feet. And, and then, then out nine... 900. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, insane. So the air pocket's right at the bend. Right? So that elbow of where the 60 meets the 1200. Yeah. So that's where he ends up. Mm. And he's so he's in an air pocket. So he feels with his back that it's starting to go up. So he knows he's at the bend. So he says, fuck it, holds his breath and swims the 60 feet back up. But it's not, but so the pipe goes all the way up. Say my arm is the, this is the top of the pipe. The water stops here. Hmm. So he can only swim to this high because the habitat's sitting up here on top of the pipe. Mm. So he realizes that he can't get up, but he sees a fucking chain that got 
didn't get sucked all the way down, but it's still connected to the habitat. So he grabs the chain and is able to pull himself up back into the habitat where the habitat has already re-equalized itself. Okay. Because once all the suction, you know, once all the pressure is gone. Well, that's pretty much what stopped it, what stopped their movement. Right. So, yeah. So it, it. it re-equalized itself. So he's in the habitat. Well, he gets up there. They already have the rescue crews. They already know something went wrong. I wonder how long the time was from when they yeah they don't really give they don't really give the time frame of that part of it only that it happened i got to imagine that it was probably less than an hour um so he's up there and he's he's starting to talk to the rescue teams that are up there and they can hear the other four banging mm-hmm. in the pipe you mm-hmm. know because that's what you're taught to do underwater sure, so you're taught sure. to bang on shit because noise travels yeah in the water and it's pretty recognizable sounds yeah but it's still got to be hard to like directionally you know triangulate if yeah you will. but they already know that they're in the pipe yeah. so i mean they have the benefit of knowing where the pipe is i mean they're not searching for a pipe there's you know it's it is where it is it's yeah, just but, finding them within that pipe but i wouldn't know. i mean but what you know what happens but yeah like, if i was gonna attack this problem I wouldn't even know how to get to them because if they're separated and you try to right, you take one section, yeah, and you only get two of them. Yeah, Yeah. it's gonna flood the rest of it. So no, I get you. I I understand that. I think I would try to pump air back through and push them out the other side. (laughs) Push them out (laughs) like a straw, like how you yeah, blowing a straw and you push everything out. Well, here's the fucked up part. So yeah, the company says we're sorry but it's too dangerous. We're not going to send anybody down there to save them. Mm. We're not going to do anything to attempt to fucking rescue them. That's crazy. So Christopher, the dude who made it out, he's like, fuck you. And he goes, he throws his shit on and he tries to jump back into the pipe no way. to go fucking save them. Which yeah. They tackle him and basically restrain him and basically throw him in an ambulance and take him to a hospital. Mm. They listened to those four divers bang on that pipe for four days. No way. And then the, then the banging stopped and they all fucking died because the company refused to fucking do anything. That's insanity. That is absolute insanity. I couldn't believe it when I was reading. I was like, this has got to be bullshit. But there's actually new. I never heard it. It happened last. It happened in 2022. And I never heard anything about it. I'm kind of surprised it's not a movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, realistically, I feel like it can be. That you know, yeah, I could see that being a movie. 100. percent So that's crazy, though. I just couldn't believe that there's a there's a company out there that would just do nothing. Like literally, they said it's no. We we feel like it's too dangerous to go fucking try to save them. So we're not going to do anything. I guarantee <laughs> it came from a liability issue where they're like, if we attempt to do this and we cause their death, we will have to pay their families and blah, 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 blah. And if, but if we don't do anything, then it's just an accident. And, you know, it's minimal damage, minimal Maybe. cost, whatever. But that's insane to, to have a cost. But yeah, to know, even cost benefit analysis on somebody's yeah, life like that. Yeah. No, that. I would shut my company down or whatever, you know. And the interesting thing is, as I looked, I don't see, like, it's been a year. 
It's been it was February four days, four fucking days. They how do you sit there and listen to I, what I, you know? I'd love to hear that guy Chris's story. Like, <sighs> I mean, there's really nothing past like the two or three they days. Probably, they probably hushed him up. Yeah, there's not there's nothing really past the two or three days while the whole thing happened. Story wise, it just fucking ends. It just goes away. It's just amazing to me. Like, how can a human being, knowing full well that there's four other fucking human beings down there that are going to die? Yeah. They are going. There's no question that that air is going to run out at some point. And you don't even run a fucking air hose down there. You don't fucking do anything to try to sustain. No, I feel like I feel like it would be the best thing to be is literally probably to suck. I was gonna say, put a pump suck, down there. Pump them, yeah, to suck them basically out, yeah. back out. Because, well, not even that; just suck the water out. Well, that, uh, that, <coughs> that that's why I say that because you have to get that water back out. But yeah, to suck the water because, back out, you suck the water out and you drop an air hose in there, pumping yeah. fucking air in there, so that right. you know that they're not going to run out of air. Yeah. Well, I mean, while simultaneously starve eventually, but like yeah, but you it, that at least buys you starve, time. Well, you can and, live, I mean, not starve, but uh, and you yeah, can also fucking drop water bottles down there and hope that they fucking make it. I mean, because obviously Chris was able to shimmy himself back. You know, if there's no water against them anymore, and they realize that the water is gone, you know, they may start trying to make their way mm. back towards whatever, and you can drop them. You know, again, you can establish an airway. Mm. You can fucking uh, so you can, you know, electric submersible pumps like the one I use for my fucking hot tub. You know, you just plug them in and drop them in the water and they suck the water right out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those things exist. Yeah. But to do nothing. No. For, and well, and literally, they had four days to do something. Absolutely. It's not just like, oh, we had two hours and we couldn't get the equipment in time. Yeah. And, you know, I just they, thought they that died. was a crazy ass fucking story. That is crazy. I can't. That's pretty unimaginable. <laughs> and that's a company. That's a company where. You lefties out there who claim that's a company where I 100% agree with you that they well, it was had to, there had to have been like turmoil between some of the other executives too like that that's why I think it, that could be a whole whole movie where there's it's a build up and the, the, you you kind of get invested in these guys' lives right you see them working together they're all chummy around yeah. you know and then this just tragedy happens out of nowhere this yeah crazy and incident. I think I think it's funny you say that because I think they said that this group of five divers had worked together for five years. Mm -hmm. They were a commercial diving yeah, team, team for yeah. this company. Yeah. And they had worked together for, I think the, it was either three or five years. So they were very familiar with each other. Yep. Um, and ah, psh, I right. just, that just fucking blows my mind. It blows my mind that somebody could make that decision to do nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, do something, even if it's minimal, that you can possibly sustain their lives while you're really figure it out. Cause they have to have, I, mean, I feel like, and somebody's a lot smarter than I am to figure <laughs> yeah. a good, uh, you know, a good strategy yeah. of like, Hey, we can, we can cut the pipe here. We can insert this. We can yeah. put it at this angle that'll guarantee they have air, but we can give them, you know, whatever, send yeah. them a tube of, of, Food. That they can drink and eat yeah, off fresh of water, all that something shit. That somebody's smarter than uh, with four days time, yeah, you know, whatever. With yeah. day, you, you but to sit there to sit there and listen to somebody basically bang for their fucking life for four days, and your decision is we're not going to do anything. Uh, uh, 
I hope every fucking one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really. That's absolutely all. <laughs> you know, I so. just can't imagine what those guys having to go through. And that's such a freak thing to happen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, there's I, I've seen nothing that describes um, what happened. I, I, we They know what happened. They know that the, the release, there was a bolt on top of the, the thing that was released, which released all the pressure and some of you know i think it was a combination of the pressure from the habitat and the negative pressure from the pipe yeah um and it just fucking sucked them <coughs> just sucked them right down. yeah that's wild so anyway i just thought that that was it's just, it's just a crazy story because <coughs> when you think about it you hear every couple of years you know what was it a few years ago in costa rica where the kids were caught in the cave the soccer team mm -hmm was trapped in that cave for like days mm. or uh these kids recently four of them that were in a plane crash in like the amazon and the oldest one is like five years old and they lived for all of them lived for the adults died in the plane crash but four kids no way ages like six to two lived for 45 days in the amazon by themselves and they all survived when they found them and the amazon were <laughs> basically an adult right on their own whatever can't survive right. for Probably or these miners, you know, every every 10 years or so, you hear about these miners that get trapped down in mines uh, and all that, and they survive for months at a time uh, before they're rescued. Uh, I The difference is those companies actually made attempts, or those, you know, yeah, organizations yeah. made attempts to actually fucking save them, where this company didn't. So I, I'm just shocked that I never heard about this, because I'm a pretty news-savvy person, and I follow the news pretty extensively and i never heard that yeah, story goes to show you this crazy stuff happens that, you know, <laughs> and we don't hear so, about it. Yeah. anyway i just thought that that was an yeah, interesting well, story because you know when you when you brought up the subject i i was ready to throw out there you know the the basic um counter arguments that that capitalism provides uh with respect to um greedy or mm -hmm. manipulative um business owners i'm like i was just gonna say you know Everybody's a volunteer, unless you, mm -hmm. unless somebody's instituting some sort of forced labor, yeah. slavery to an extent. Um, everybody's a volunteer. Like if a yeah. company is doing stupid stuff, uh, you don't have to work for them. Right. And that's what happens that people choose to leave people that are not taking care of their employees. So, right. You know, what they bring up Amazon and the work easy targets. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. I mean, like, sure, could things be better? Everybody's going to want more pay all the time. Sure. Like, and there's there's ways to justify it uh but like and if somebody has a bad policy like hey they're not they're making them work in the in the in the warehouse and they're not they're not giving them breaks for four hours then that issue will fix itself when people refuse to work right. there exactly and if they're being compensated for working in difficult conditions maybe like that then that's just the price that they're willing to accept right. so yeah you know you can always try to advocate for better stuff but you know, the best thing you can do is speak, you know, with your, I guess, with yourself, you know, don't yep. leave if that doesn't work. But it doesn't sound like these guys had that option. <laughs> no. And that was not no. the case. But I bet you a lot of people left and a lot of people didn't support this company after that. Yeah. I mean, and again, you don't see anything about lawsuits. You don't see anything about uh, really anything beyond the end of the story where these four died. Mm. Um, you don't even see where they, you know, where they ever actually recovered the bodies. Like, I, I haven't been able to find a story that says they ever did. The banging just stopped. Banging just stopped.
<laughs> so anyway, what do you got? Uh, well, we can uh, we can roll into that. That might be a longer conversation. We can um, <laughs> we can make it a two part. We can make it a two part. No, I mean, uh, well, um, this is totally switching gears. Totally, I like it. Totally switching gears. I was just thinking. I've seen some some things recently. Um, I'll go. I'll go this route. A friend of mine recently traveled to Europe, mm -hmm. and I found out. And I've heard in the past, but I, this is something that bothers me almost everywhere I go because it's such a subjective thing. Mm -hmm. But there's a clear difference between Americans and Europeans in the way that we handle tipping, mm. tipping of our uh, employees. What do, what do you call those Restaurant employees? employees. Yeah. I mean, service. Service employees, industry. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it, I'm sure it differs in different places in in uh, in Europe, and then what depending upon what job it is. But for me, I just I get frustrated dealing with tipping and not knowing the rules. And it's like mm. I said, it's so subjective that you know. I and I don't get me wrong. I, I'd say I'm a good tipper from what I hear. You know, I, I basically I don't I don't even want to talk about what I tip, mm. but I feel like I tip. Generous, well, generously, yeah. because I feel like that's the morally right thing to do. I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, you're giving me the bare minimum or you're giving me that, whatever. Because even I've never really had extremely terrible service. But when I've had bad service, I mean, I still give them probably like the regular minimum tip. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, whatever. And then I just don't go back there. Right. Like, sorry, you know, you're going to lose my business. But I just I still I'm not going to stiff somebody. I, but I mean, my daughter works in the service industry, or she has. She's served before, um, and she talks about people giving three dollars or something on a hundred dollar bill, yeah. or, or you know, maybe worse than that. I yeah. don't know. Uh, I can't. I, that's unfathomable for me. So, <laughs> but I mean, what do you think about it? Because uh, the thing that Europeans do, I guess, it's it's just a lot. They either they just don't tip. It's usually built in. Yeah. So I think in Europe, in a lot of places in Europe, tipping is actually illegal. Ah, that's what it needs to um, be. I, I and I think I, I think I actually read that recently that tipping in certain places in Europe is illegal. The caveat is they also don't have a pay structure where if you work in an industry where you are expecting to be tipped, mm -hmm. they can lower your wages. Sure. So so yes, in Europe, in a lot of places, you're not allowed to tip. Having said that, they're also making whatever, you know, whatever normal wage for that country. Yeah. I guess you but would that, call it the minimum. Mm -hmm. If they're making minimum, they're making minimum wage or more. Whereas here in the U.S., if you work as a server and you and the expectation is tips, mm -hmm. they can. I mean, I think my daughter used to wait tables. Yeah, yeah. And I think they pay them like three dollars an hour right and then you're expected you're, you know the expectation is is that you're going to make that up yeah with tips but my, i mean my i'm paying this business well and i think part of the problem is now it's getting out of hand yes where i know right places. where you're fucking going <laughs> i know right where you're going it's with funny this because there's all kinds of memes and videos <laughs> yeah. on there of like we're just having a conversation then i'm just, i'm just going to need you to answer a question here yeah and yeah <laughs> be like tip uh, 20 percent 15 percent or you know 
I guess you can hit no tip if you know. Yeah, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, you know, that, I yeah, hate yeah, it. Yeah. I just hate that social pressure. It makes you the bad guy. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm and now I'm like, and if I have to do it before I get my food, and I hit no tip, great, I'm gonna be like, great. Yeah. yeah. Now, now do I really want my food? And they're just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they're just gonna be angry. No, I think the one that frosts my ass the most <laughs> is how how do I explain it? Places that you go where, and I don't, it's not even like, I guess it would be kind of like takeout where they didn't wait on you. Right. They didn't fucking, they didn't provide you any service whatsoever other than handing you a bag. Yeah. And then the expectation is, is no, if that's exactly tip? what I'm talking yeah. about. It's yeah. absurd. That, that, that to me, now I do it but i usually do the minimum i don't i i i generally i don't do it unless something weird happened or or they went above and beyond and maybe got me like a discount or something yeah, or maybe you know they provided me something for free because or whatever you know because your weight was yeah. fucking three hours yeah if somebody <laughs> saves me 20 bucks on something yeah i'm gonna probably throw them yeah. 10 bucks back or something personally yeah you know just because as a thank you but like in general yeah they're not performing any additional service than what they're their standard job is well and that person that's at the register nine times out of ten isn't even the person who performed the yeah, yeah. performed the task of yeah. making the food right so why am i tipping you yeah it just makes <laughs> what, what what, what just, do you need a tip for I don't like that social pressure so um i don't know if it's still like this because i haven't used an uber in a long time but i remember the last time i did uber it was like tipping was a no-go it was mm -hmm. just it was either it was just built the fair in. was the fair the fair was the fair and yeah. that's how it was expected and yeah. tips are like not expected and right. and that's cool and so like even but even in that case i uh the one time and i i took uh, this is on a business trip mm -hmm. i took a bunch of ubers around town I didn't tip because I paid the service and that's what was expected. However, there was an, uh, a, a driver who picked me up and took me to the airport. And I knew that because of the airport rules that he was not allowed to pick up a fare on the return. Mm -hmm. So I knew he had to drive about 45 minutes back without making any additional money. So I did tip that guy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that makes sense. It was situational. Yeah, and you situational. knew you knew that you took up not 45 minutes, but an hour and a half yeah, of his time. Exactly. Where he wasn't gonna be able, you know, an hour and a half where he wasn't gonna be able to make any additional money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. But I mean, I think under those circumstances, that's pretty right. reasonable. I didn't go crazy, but like that's re just reasonable. And it wasn't uh, like these other places where I'm already paying these inflated costs. Yeah. And then, and that just raises your bill. Sure. That's why I like drinking out. I can't imagine. I don't know how people drink out. Yeah. Places not like anymore. This. Just racking up your bill. And then yeah. you're still paying, then you're paying that much more yep. in your percentage. Um, same service. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sympathetic. Oh, is that the right word? I'm sympathetic to the plight that service, particularly restaurant servers, have when it comes to their wage. Because I think I honestly think that the ability of of people in the restaurant industry to lower their fucking pay in an expectation of, you know, you don't know me, I don't know you. I come in, I come in your restaurant fucking four times a week. 
I'm the worst tipper in the world. Exactly what you said. I'm going to rack up a $100 bill and I'm going to give you a $3 tip. Well, how does that fucking compensate for $3 an hour? Yeah. It doesn't. No. Exactly. But I, And I also probably took up an hour of your fucking time where you're not going to be able to make any more money yeah. during yeah. that time period. Um, uh, I know my son uh, worked as a server at a mm-hmm. restaurant here in Maryland. And there's a couple of times where he told me that, you know, he had a table and he had like 22 people mm-hmm. and it was a massive bill. Yeah. Uh, and they left him like 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So he just served 22 people. And well, that's why I understand some of those places, generally places like that, that, that serve so many people, the gratuity is built, built into in, the bill. It's yeah. usually like a flat 18%. Yeah. When places do that, I, I'm, I, then I don't pay them anymore yeah. when it, when I probably would have, cause I, I will always tip higher than that yeah, generally, yeah. but oh, Megan gets on my ass about my tipping. Well, because I'm a generous tipper. Yeah, I mean, I but you understand. <laughs> she's not. It. She's tightwad. I understand <laughs> it. Well, I, I, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't be as sympathetic if they if I felt like they got paid appropriately. Right now, I, I would like to listen to some people in the service industry in Europe and and America and see how they feel about those jobs because maybe without the ability to tip mm-hmm. they don't get those other opportunities where people are throwing hundred dollars that's them true or something, yeah you, know? I mean, you got to take the good with the bad yeah. i mean because and it's not to say because you know there's there's days where you know my son would work what four and a half hour five hour shift and he'd make 450 bucks right. in tips yeah you find those generous people i mean it, and and so yes it does go the other way but i'm not sure and I think that's probably uh, location driven. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're a server on the fucking Las Vegas Strip, yeah, you're probably gonna reasonably expect exactly. that you're gonna make a considerable amount of money in tips. If you're a server in Frederick, Maryland, <laughs> um, you know you probably have days where you're yeah, certain, but certain you do well, and, yeah. and and days where you don't do well, yeah, uh, based on who who comes in that on those particular days. So, um, yeah, I, it's yeah, it, it, it the one, like I said, the one that really frosts me is the fucking. <laughs> you did absolutely fucking nothing. But I'd like to see, I'd like to see it change across the board because if I'm, you know, if somebody grabs my bag and I didn't even want them to carry my bag, yeah. I'm like, I don't have, uh, you know, or they're making me park. You, you have to park my car when I would gladly park my own car. <laughs> I don't want to give you five bucks, dude. Yeah. Sorry. That's fine. Well, and <laughs> look at like the fast, the fast food industry. Like most of them, if not all of them now have apps where you can order food on the app. You either go through the drive through or you, uh, park in a parking lot or a parking spot designated yep. for pickup. Yeah. They bring your food out to you. There's no anticipation yeah. that you're tipping in, in that situation. They don't even ask. Um, granted their pay structure mm-hmm. is normal. They don't get a reduction because there's no expectation of tipping. So why can't the restaurant industry do the same thing? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I mean that's the that's the solve. I mean, either way, you can make the customers pay for it. It just standardizes right. it, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand like servers, uh, 
have the ability, like I said, to, to do better for themselves by, you know, being generous or, you know, being a, a quality server and they can get more tip than mm -hmm. maybe some jerk. So if there yeah. is no incentive for them to be a good server right. to yeah. you, yeah. then that's another thing. Maybe they could institute a, an incentive structure where uh, based on your 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 ratings, mm -hmm. you know, people yeah. rate you or compliment your service that um, you that equates you to get, higher. Yeah. You get bonuses, things like that, um, yeah. something like that. But I would like to see that a little bit more standardized because May I'm with Megan. I'm more of a tightwad. <laughs> I'm like, I just I want to conserve. And so what happens with me is even though like I feel like I'm a generous tipper, I'm not super crazy, but I, I will. I won't go. I won't go out to places right. less often you just because I don't want to deal with that situation. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, the social, <laughs> the social pressure and, and, you know, this all started, I mean, I think the real pressure on this started uh, right around the time this whole push for the fucking $15 minimum wage yeah. thing started. So this is kind of like an offshoot of, the $50 and the expectation. Well, and then also when COVID shut down and then everybody's sure. like, you know, take care of your servers uh, right. because they're, they're struggling. They're, they're yeah, not Uber, a lot of help. Well, your Uber, your Uber guy, your Uber eats guy, take, you make sure you're tipping them, make sure you're taking care of them. Cause never done Uber. Eats, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> we have a couple of times, but uh, we won't talk about, I can't, I think her name was Jennifer. We won't talk about Jennifer who took, two and a half hours to deliver a fucking pizza <laughs> well, actually uh yeah my daughter did it uh for a little while during that time with her boyfriend and she went and you know where we are it's hard mm -hmm. to explain but she got she took a delivery from mcdonald's to the colony village that's across the street you can see it yeah into the, and yeah they just I didn't mean, feel like going. <laughs> no, like a hundred yards maximum. <laughs> they didn't feel like walking out their front door. No. <laughs> it, yeah, uh, that was ridiculous. But that was like easy money for her. Well, we 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 ordered a pizza from Coal Fire, which is three and a half miles away. No, a little bit more than that. I, I mean, it's a good ten minute drive, yeah. like almost. 10 so it's a ten minute drive, drive yeah. and uh, two 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 and a half hours later and four phone calls to uber eats oh my god it finally got fucking delivered <laughs> oh yeah i, I, I just not it, that's after that's I'm... after it got picked up we knew when it got picked up and so from the time it got picked up to the time it made it to our front door was like two two and yeah. a half hours it was ridiculous that's crazy it was absolutely yeah, if my food doesn't free isn't free and then the next one's free then i'm not going to be satisfied yeah. with that so that's yeah. a whole nother yeah the whole uber eats and what's the other one there's, a, there's another one i guess dash doordash Door yeah Door that, that i can go down a fucking rabbit hole on those just because of the apps and the lack of security on their apps and everyone getting hacked on their apps mm. and then their company's policy and dealing with those things uh, is fucking ridiculous i think the service is great i think it's a great idea and people use it there's busy business people mm -hmm. you know like that you find it uh valuable um and then people can pick up extra money on the yeah, side yeah. and kind of hey that's that's capitalism right there yeah i feel like you know let, let people to work if they get paid for how hard they want to work yeah. like i can appreciate that all day yeah absolutely so. so anyway hey this is our trash talking tuesday for this week we will be back on are you are you here this right
Uh, yeah, yeah, I think to I'm, do. <laughs> no, I'm here, I'm here this Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be back on Friday. We're, we're certainly getting back on track with getting these things out on time. So uh, we plan on continuing that. Um, and we appreciate your listenership or viewership now. We can say viewership now. Viewership, that's right. Viewership yeah. now. Um, and by the way, uh, favorite chef plug. I'm in fifth place. I need to be in the top 15. I think it ends in three days, this round of voting. Three days. Um, and right now I'm right now I'm pretty solid in fifth place. Yep, currently in fifth. Two days. So for the next two days, I need to remain in the top 15. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I think it looks like what they're doing is they're just weeding it down from 20 from 25, right? So at first I had to be in the top 20, which I made. I was in sixth. Then I have to be in the top 15. Now I think they're going to do another round where I have to be top 10 after that. And then I have to be top five. I'm a, I am the cutoff right now. Yeah. So it's important if you've been voting for me, I appreciate it 100%, but stick with me. This is a, not, this is a, a marathon, not a sprint. So uh, I need you to keep voting for me. I will throw really quick. Uh, yeah, here's the link. So feel free to go to that website and uh, uh, you get to vote one time for free every day. It's easier. It's easy if you have if you have Facebook uh, is the easiest way because they'll verify you through your Facebook account. Um, but uh, yeah, go on there and vote if you if you have been voting. I appreciate it. I'm excited. I want to do it. I want to do it. I, I, I was kind of nervy <laughs> at first when they when they told me that uh, I was in the I made the voting rounds. Uh, but now since since it's kind of it's kind of grown on me now, I'm like, I want to fucking do it. That'd be cool, man. So uh, do that and we will see you Friday. <laughs>